Welcome back to a new episode of the Impressively Average Podcast. In this episode, Mike and Connor break down the division winners, Super Bowl predictions, MVP picks, dark horse MVP, position leaders, and of course, the Bills and Rams preview with their picks, predictions, all that good stuff. I'm excited to get the ball rolling here. Enjoy the episode, guys. So right now we are going to be talking about uh, divisional winners. So Connor, who do you think is going to win every division? All right, let me pull it up here. I talked about it earlier with my friends, but let's just go. Let's look at the standings real quick. I'm just all right. So for starting with the AFC East, easy Bills. AFC West, I actually have the Chargers, and then AFC North. I have the Ravens, AFC South, I have the Colts. Now for the NFC, I have the Eagles winning the NFC East. Then I have the Rams out the West. I have the Vikings out of the North. And then I have the Bucks out of the South. Okay, so I have every single thing is uh, the same with you for the AFC. I have Bills winning, Ravens winning, Colts winning, and Chargers winning. I have two different separate parlays, um, one of them being Eagles winning, Vikings winning, Tampa winning, and Rams winning in the NFC. Uh, The only thing different between those two uh, parlays is that I have the Eagles and the Cowboys both switched in two different parlays. Everything else I think is – Oh, you're taking Cowboys out of the East? Okay. I have I have uh, two parlays. One of them is Eagles, and then one of them is Boys. I, th- I feel like right. that's the only two that I'm really not totally sure how their seasons and 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 everything could go. So yeah, that's that. Yeah, I just like um, wanted to just like yeah. stay away from the Cowboys. I mean, the Cowboys like I feel like they do have probably one of the more yeah they probably do have the most talented roster in that division. But the Eagles' offense is fun now. I think the Eagles have a good defense and a good, you know, potentially a very exciting offense, but, and their offensive line is good. I mean, both teams are, you know, trending upwards. That's why I just couldn't put, you know, a finger on one, but I actually put those uh, parlays in on August 11th. Nice. All both, uh, uh, both of those parlays, but. Uh, what do they yeah, pay now, out? Yeah. Now I just, you know, I don't, I really don't see any other team. I mean, Ravens, maybe if Lamar just says, fuck it, then I'm sitting out this season since no negotiations have gone any further. That would be one reason why, say, Bengals come in yeah, first. Yeah, Bengals, obviously. Yeah. But other than that, I mean, they're, uh, I forgot what statistic I read, but there's always one team that came in dead last in their division that usually comes in first in their next season. And felt it was pretty clear to me that the Ravens came in last. They've got to be the team that comes in first now for their division, which yeah, makes dude, sense. Plus, they like they've been a huge disappointment ever since Lamar's like MVP season. So, 
I feel like they're due. I don't know. <laughs> they need it. Like, this is their year, especially with Deshaun being just suspended for the first 11 games. Ben leaves the Steelers, and then you just have to worry about Joe Burrow. So, I mean, yeah. this is the best opportunity that they've had in a while. And who uh, do we have confirmation on if Joe Burrow was starting this week? I know that he had an appendix surgery. I know he was questionable all. I thought he was full practice. I thought he was good to go, but one bad blow to that appendix, and that could be bad. But yeah, who knows? Um, yeah. So, right. Connor, who are your MVP? Who is your MVP uh, prediction? I'll do three in a, like descending order of who I think is most likely to get it. Okay. I have Josh Allen. Okay, I feel like that's pretty much the public yeah. and everyone's favorite. Yeah. Second, I have Joe Burrow. Okay. And then Justin Herbert. Okay. All right. Yeah, I didn't I didn't make a, a tier list, but I have my early prediction MVP of the 22 NFL season being Josh Allen. Um I could also see Russell Wilson. Yeah, he I could. could also see you know, I could also see the NFL just being weird and, and giving it to Tom Brady because yeah. this also could be his last season and they want to, you know, just add another fucking thing to him. But uh, you you asked us, what would my Dark Horse MVP be? I feel like a lot of people are going to say this too. And uh, last year, a lot of jokes were made about him, but I think that Kirk Cousins in a new offense could be a Dark Horse MVP. Dude, I've been season. seeing a lot of that today. Kyle Brandt picked uh, Kirk Cousins as like, uh, which made me upset because I already had Kirk picked. Yeah, I, and then I saw all the stuff. I saw uh, who was it? I think it was Michael Irvin. Michael Irvin, I think, picked uh, Kirk Cousins to outright win the MVP. Like he was a sure lock that Kirk Cousins was going to win the MVP, which blew my absolute mind. I was like, okay, I just thought like a new offense, a new, I mean, a new offensive coach coming from the Rams, a Rams family tree, a McVay kid with the weapons as in Delvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, KJ Osborne. Uh, who did they just pick up? Are they they just traded for Jalen Rager, right? Yeah, and I yeah. also think Irv Smith is actually pretty decent. Irv too. Smith Jr., yeah. I mean, he was banged. He didn't play at all last season, but it's still unlocked potential what he can do because he was uh, the two seasons before he was sitting behind uh, Kyle Rudolph, and forget the other name of the other fellow, but it was taking away his share work. So, I mean, this is this is going to be his season where he's a sure lock. Yeah, tight end Kirk Cousins is not a bad dark horse. I like that. I guess my dark horse, and I don't really think he has a chance unless he's like, I mean, you have to be like the best quarterback in the NFL this year in order to win it. So it's kind of hard. I was going to say Jalen Hurts, but I really don't see him getting it. So I think there's way too much hype surrounding. Yeah, I know that's what I'm saying too. Way too much. I don't know if this is really much of a dark horse, but I think Rogers has a really good chance at three peating. I also think that, I mean, I I would just hate to see Rogers win three in a row. Yeah. When he kind of undeservingly, and I wouldn't say undeservingly, he deserved the last two, but you know, with all the these mobile quarterbacks, I feel like it, it. I feel like it's it's going to be Josh Allen. Yeah, but no, uh, for sure. since we covered that, I feel like a a good good time to talk about now is uh, what is your Super Bowl prediction? 
Oh, this is tough. I obviously have the Bills and the AFC, and I've been thinking about who's going to come out of the NFC. I mean, you have the Bucks. You don't any of the Rams too. You don't really know what you're going to get out of the Packers. Yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna say Bucks Bills. Okay, so I actually have. I already have a bet put in. I think I did it maybe in April. I have Chargers winning the Super Bowl. Yeah. And uh, I think a good, I mean, this is going to be one of the first times that Rodgers has ever had a top five defense. Yeah, dude, their defense is real nice. I think this also might be a Green Bay year in the Super Bowl. I do, I think. See, I could, I, I mean, I could, I could see the Bills being in there too, uh, but I could also see the Chargers. And I already put my money down on Chargers. No, so yeah, no, you're I'm high gonna, on the Chargers. I'm going to double down on the Chargers here. But I definitely do think that Green Bay has, even though they lost Devontae Adams, they they acquired some really, 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 really good draft picks that I like from this year. Oh, Christian Watson, Christian Watson, uh, Quay Walker. Devontae Wyatt, they they beefed up that defense in the first round. Christian Watson was just their second rounder. I mean, mm-hmm. they 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 really beefed up. They they took advantage of that Devontae Adams trade. That's for sure. Um, so yeah, you think uh, Bills are going to the Super Bowl? Uh, who'd you say they're playing? Bucks. Yeah, the Bucks. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. honestly, the NFC is kind of a toss up. I mean, what the fuck do we know? That it's it's just about to start Week One tomorrow. What do we know? But uh, now that we're talking about MVPs and Super Bowls, now give me your worst team prediction. Who do you think is going to come in dead last? Who's going to have the number one pick overall in the 2023 NFL draft? That will be the Seattle Seahawks. I'm glad that we're on the same page there. Seattle fucking sucks. They're like so fucking bad. It's insane when you look at their death chart. Like they literally have DK and Tyler Lockett still, but that's it. Like there's literally nobody, even on defense either. Yeah. And like, all right, so I'm in a I'm in a survivor pool, so I'm literally just gonna fade the Seahawks because you know how those work, right? You pick. I'm in a survivor too, and I told my father I was like, I think we got to pick Denver this week, and he was like, Ooh, I don't know. What about like the Colts against Houston? I was like, I don't know, no, man. Fuck I think that. fucking Houston against the Seattle Seahawks is a lock. Yeah, I'm fading the Seahawks every single week, and Russ is not gonna lose in a return game to Seattle. No, <laughs> no way. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think. I think. For if you're doing a survivor week one, definitely pick the Monday night game. Russ making his return to uh, Seattle. No, dude, two years ago, I was in a survivor pool and I picked the Colts. This is when they had Phillip Rivers. I took them over the Jaguars two years ago. So this is the COVID season. Uh, I lost that because that was the Jaguars only win that season. They won the first game and then lost 15 in a row after that. You know what I lost on my survivor pool? Huh. It was the Buffalo Bills versus the fucking Jaguars. Jaguars. Everyone got fucking bonked yeah. that week. The fucking Jags. Everyone dude. got bonked. But uh yeah, that, that's fucking crazy. Um so now I, I have a couple more questions here. So who do you think is going to end up being the wide receiver one? When you when we were asking that question, do you think are you referring to as in fantasy, or are we talking? I think they kind of go hand stat? in hand. I was thinking yeah. about mo- most receiving yards on the season. Okay, yeah. okay so it's receiving yards. Mm-hmm. 
Um, if I had to go with my number one, I'd receiver one. See, I'm trying to, I, yeah. I, I thought about it. I thought about it in fantasy. I would like to say that Justin Jefferson finishes as wide receiver one. I'm going to say Cooper cup again. You think Cooper cup repeats? Yeah. Okay. hundred percent. I also could see potential for CD lamb, Stefan Diggs. Yeah. Oh, CD Lamb for sure, dude. CD for sure. gonna pop off, but yeah, yeah no, I think those have some those those players have some potential this year. Mm-hmm. How about your uh, running back one? Who do you think is gonna finish with the most rushing yards? Mm-hmm. Damn, I'm gonna say King Henry. Okay. Uh I'm going to go – I wanted to say that Najee Harris was going to be the best running back out of every running back this year, but I guess we're just going total yards, like rushing yards. So are we going total yards or rushing yards? Let's say – actually, let's do this. Let's do total receiving and rushing. Okay, perfect. Um, all right, then I take that back. Yeah. I'm with – I think Najee Harris. Okay, I'm I'm all aboard the Najee train. Yeah, me I think too. he's gonna I think he's gonna be the like the most complete running back this year. I think he might end up as running back one in fantasy. Oh yeah, without a doubt. I think yeah. so too. No, I'm, um, I'm high on him. Yeah, he's he's gonna be a baller. Um now how about your tight end? Who do you think is gonna finish as the tight end one? Mark Andrews. Okay, I'm I'm still with Travis Kelsey all day. Okay. Uh, I, I really don't think that we need explanations on why, but I mean, I feel like they're both on their, on their team. They're the respected, uh, wide receiver one or like going to be taken over majority of the target. Yeah. Share. I just yeah. didn't want to take Kelsey to be honest. I just think Mark Andrews is a stud and I think he could end up as being the best tight end in football this year. And Kelsey's will, 34. I, he's another year older. Yeah. You know, there's got rid of Tyreek Hill, but still it's like they added Sky Moore, uh, MVS and Juju. So it's like, yeah, there's a lot of weapons there. I mean, in yeah. Baltimore, all you have is Rashad Bateman and Andrews. So then uh, what do you think about who's going to finish with the best defense overall? I'm not talking best. Sure. Yeah. We can include interceptions. We can include forced fumbles, but I like to think about more like uh, yards let up. Least yeah, yards, yards yeah, yards light Touchdowns, up. Touchdowns, okay. all that jazz. Dude, I'm sticking with the Bills. I, I, I still am. I'm going to go with the Green Bay Packers. I yeah, think no, Buffalo I, Bills I and Green Bay Packer, my number one, number two. But with without a doubt, I mean, Tampa's even up there, but I think, I think the Packers are really going to surprise a lot of people this year. I mean, they have a top two, three cornerback. Great linebackers, great defensive line, good safeties. They're I would like to say that they're the most complete uh defense in the NFL. In my opinion, at least. Yeah. All right. Uh what do you what do you who do you think is gonna be the number one kicker overall? I, I'm gonna just come out and say Justin Tucker. I just think he's just yeah, the legendary goat. Yeah, nothing, Justin Tucker. Nothing I can do about that. Mm. Um and now uh, we're going to switch up a little bit. I'm going to lend you the floor, lend you the mic. Now you go ahead. Give me the Bills-Rams preview predictions. Hit me with okay. it. 
you lead us off, Mr. Bill's Mafia. Okay. Connor Smith himself. All right. So I wrote down five different keys for the Bills to win this game because I do think it's a little crazy how they opened up as well. Did it actually? No, they did not open up as this. Back when the schedule released, they were two and a half point underdogs, and now they're two and a half point favorites. And I don't really understand that line, to be honest. I know the Bills did get better, and the Rams slightly got worse with, you know, but they did add Bobby Wagner. They lost Von Miller. They lost Odell Beckham. Van Jefferson's out. But the Bills also don't have Trey White. So it's like a really interesting line. How did it just completely reverse? So if the Bills were at home, if they're two and a half point favorites on the road against the Rams, that means at home they would be like six and a half point favorites. That's like interesting. I would have never expected them to be favorites, especially after the Rams win the Super Bowl. But I still took the Bills minus two and a half because I can't. Obviously, I'm going to take that. It's the first football bet of the season, so I'm doing it. But back to my keys of winning this game. One, I have organic pass, organic pass rush pressure on Stafford. So basically, don't blitz. Because when you blitz Stafford, uh, there's statistics where he's actually more effective when he's blitzed. It leaves guys open. So just get to Stafford with your front four, and you got to beat this new O-line. And that's my next point is this is a brand new offensive line in L.A. They added two or three new offensive linemen who have never played with each other. So you got to get creative with how you attack this. And I think that's how you obviously get the organic pass rush pressure. So there's that as my second point. My third point is, and this is obviously what needs to happen, but Taron Johnson needs to be on Cooper Cup. He's the, and we've talked about this, Mike. I mean, he's the Bills' best corner right now, but he's strictly just a slot corner. So he never lines up outside. He stays in the slot. So, if Cooper Cup is in the slot, then we're golden as Bills fans because I think Taron Johnson is athletic enough and he's one of the best slot corners in football. I think he can do an okay job against Cooper Cup. Now, if Cooper Cup lines up outside, as I would expect McVay does, um, then the Bills are in trouble because Cooper Cup is probably the second best athlete on the field. And... That with Kyer Elam, who's a rookie from Florida, Christian Benford, and Dane Jackson, who's a third year, but those guys aren't athletic corners. They're just strong physical corners. They can, they're great with the 50 50 ball. So it's hard to keep up with athletic runners like Cooper Cup. That's why they struggled so much against Tyreek Hill in the playoffs when they didn't have Trey White. Trey White is the total package of a corner. He's both. He's athletic and he's physical, but he's gone for the first four games because he tore his ACL last year. So that's my point is Cooper Cup just needs to be on Terry Johnson at all times. And I'm not worried about Allen Robinson. And I know you guys, you and Sean, were talking about taking Allen Robinson's over and receiving yards. But I'm just repeat what I said to you. Allen Robinson is not a freak athlete of a receiver. He's known for having great hands and he's a strong physical receiver, which pairs up well with the Bills' corners right now. None of them are athletic besides Taron Johnson. 
But if Allen Robinson's outside and he's lined up with Kyir Elam or Dane Jackson, I think they'll do fine against him. So it's going to be kind of interesting with how the Rams run their offense. And then I guess that gets to my fourth point, which is to be prepared for vertical and horizontal threats offensively for the Rams. They can beat you anyway on the field. Go routes, you can hit, hit them with screens, and you got to be prepared for anything that McVay throws at you. I mean, the dude's a genius. So it sounds pretty cliche just to say, like, oh, you got to cover all parts of the field, but that's literally how they run their offense. They try and catch you off guard. They try to get, like, cute with certain play designs, and you just have to be prepared for anything. So, you know, I would stay pressed. I wouldn't pull back the coverage just because you don't want to get beat up top so or off the top. So, I mean, I don't know. You got to be – you got to have a great – Leslie Frazier has like some work to do with how he's going to prepare for this offense because it's going to be very unpredictable. And then the, my fifth point and last point, and it's just wrapping up tackles. I mean, the Bills were one of the worst teams at tackling last year. They would always get to the quarterback, but never they were ne- never able to finish the tackle. Same with receivers and running backs. So you got to finish your fucking tackles. And that's it. Those are my five keys to victory. I do think the Bills will win this game because I think they'll win the turnover battle. I think that with this brand new O-line, I do think Stafford is going to feel some really fucking hard pressure from Von Miller, Ed Oliver, Greg Russo. I just think that if you get that organic pass rush, I think that Stafford is going to fold. I think he will throw an interception. He might fumble the ball. But whoever wins this turnover battle with against both teams is going to win that game. So whoever turns the ball over the most, and I think that's going to be Stafford. Okay. So just so everyone is clear, uh, me, and, me, Connor, and Sean are all riding Buffalo Bills minus two and a half to open up the season. Um. Yeah, I think you. I think you named some great points on how the the Bills can stop uh, the Rams, but. What are some ways that the Rams can win? Uh, honestly, I think getting Cooper Cup involved over I, I mean, that's like what I said before. It's like you gotta have Cooper Cup line up outside. Okay. You gotta you gotta look at the like we talked about, like we got you have to line up Cooper Cup with the worst corner on the field. And that's probably going to be the inexperienced one in Kyrie Elam. But yeah, you gotta pick apart this defense because the only hole that they have is in the front of their secondary, which is their corners. I mean, Jordan Hoyer and Micah Hyde can help out in certain situations, but yeah, you gotta, you gotta pick on the rookie corner and you gotta have your best receiver do it. And that's Cooper cup. Um, I think it'd just be a miss. Like the bills just like being unprepared. It's just gotta be a missed assignment. I think it's going to be both ways an interception, a missed assignment. Yeah, I mean, this could be a very high-scoring game. This could just be like a fucking shootout. But yeah, yeah, I would utilize Cooper Cup on this uh, on the on the uh, the rookie corner, Kyer Elam. I think that's the Rams' key to victory. And then I think most of it just has to fall on the way Leslie Frazier, the defensive coordinator for the Bills, how he prepares this offense. He could totally just flop and just have a bad game plan against the Rams. Sometimes it's not Very all true. on the players. It could just be on the, the coordinator. So, 
So what would be your player prop lock for this I've been Thursday saying night football this game? All week and it's gone up a couple or a couple yards. I took Isaiah McKenzie over 30 and a half yards. Okay, yeah, and he's at 34 and a half right now. Yeah. I was eyeballing that like a motherfucker. I love it because the one thing that the Rams, even though the Rams defense has Aaron Donald, best like best defensive player of all time. You have Jalen Ramsey, who's the best corner in football. Their, their linebackers are not fast at all. You have Bobby Wagner, you have Leonard Floyd, and then you have two other guys because they run a 3-4 defense. But none of them are fast. I think Isaiah McKenzie, who would most likely – attract one of those linebackers in coverage, he will just be able to outrun the hell out of him because he's going to be the fastest guy in the field. So yeah. I like him in certain situations, like in slants, drag routes, anything. So I'm taking Isaiah McKenzie. I think he will probably get four receptions, five receptions. So I think he can definitely beat the 30. Now it's at your, 34 and a half. That is, your, that is your total lock for this week, correct? Yes. All right. My total lock for this week is Josh Allen longest passing yardage over 37 and a half. It's week one. We're going to see a bomb. We're going to see 30, a bomb. 37 yards. 37 wow. and a half over. We're going to see a bomb. That yeah. that's that's way too small for me. I saw it. I liked it. I'll tell you even one thing. Matthew Stafford's over 36 and a half also was tasteful. But I felt a little bit more confident with Josh Allen. I feel like we are going to see that Isaiah McKenzie burner or someone's going to get the ball and get that yak. It doesn't matter. It's going to be a bomb or yak, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen in this game. It's probably if, – if, if you're going to tell me that the longest pass every single game from Josh Allen is going to be 37 and a half, you got me fucked up. Yeah, I'm going to ride that with you. I would never expect it to be that low. And then – um. For our other host, Mr. Shmoney Alleman, um, he has a parlay cooked up for everyone. Um, I don't know how um, which ones he's the most confident in. I would have to say uh, we had a little argument earlier today about uh, Alan Robert Robinson not being able to get 62 and a half uh, receiving yards, but Shmoney is hard locked on Alan Robinson over 62 and a half. He also has Cam Akers over 13 and a half receiving yards. He has Gabriel Davis anytime touchdown scorer, Allen Robinson anytime touchdown scorer, and the Buffalo Bills money line all parlayed together. Um, and that seems like it's the shmoney lock of the week. A parlay that's five legs. Yeah, but I, I, I would have to say if we're going to be keeping track of yeah. our lock of the weeks, I think his is. Uh, Allen Robinson. Robinson over 62 and a half because that's the most controversial one going right now in the impressively yeah. average group chats. So there's that. Um, all right. Yeah, that's all I got in the game, dude. Yeah, I just think it's going to be – I'm actually nervous, dude. I'm on the verge of puking still. So <laughs> – Fucking pussy. It's football, baby. It's back, baby. Yeah, but, dude, my team's on a fucking pedestal. Yeah, oh, yeah, I was about to t- – I need to – Come out here and say right now, remember how I was telling you last year, if the Rams don't win the Super Bowl, it's a failed season. It's it's failed season. Yeah. Like, yeah, I know you've already you've already reminded me that it's a bust. I get it. But rather be a team that's in a situation of Super Bowl or bust than tanking. 
So I can't complain. Yeah, it'll it'll be interesting to see how things play out this season. But that's that's all from me, Mr. Smith. Do you have anything else? No, I have nothing. So I guess our plan going forward is is uh we will drop the episodes on Wednesdays before the Thursday night game and we'll discuss on a typical basis, we'll recap the week on these Wednesday episodes, and then we will give our predictions for the game the, the following day, which will be the Thursday night game. And then we'll come out with another one uh, on Saturday that will, and we'll have the rest of our picks like we did in the last season. So, and we're going to keep track of all of our picks with the spreads. So we're going to pick a spread winner of every game throughout every week. And we're going to keep record of it and see who has the best record at the end. And then we are also along with the spread picks of every game. We are going to pick, I believe it was how many player props did we agree on last time? Mike, do we want to do just five player props a week? Yeah. Five player props a week, but for Thursdays, we're just going to be doing one. Okay. So we have one, to use one, one Thursday, Thursday lock, then, and then yeah, five okay. throughout the uh, the Sunday and uh, Monday slate. Okay. So one on Thursday and then five additional or just four more to make it five total. Yep. Uh, yeah. Let's just make it four more. So okay. then four on Saturday release. All right. All right. Sounds good. All right. Sounds perfect. Welcome back. We are glad to be back for season two of impressively average uh Shmoney will be back as normal and as regular as uh you know the lead host uh he had a conflict today with work and that's totally okay but we are glad to be back and we are ready for football season and uh we can't wait to win some money with you guys peace Hugh, you